You're listening to Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you today and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Kids are back. It's crazy over there right now. Just lucky you're in here. Just throwing it out, you know. We love all the kids, but they're... They like they haven't been out of the house in a while. You know what I'm talking about? And you do too. Some of you are like, this is the best thing in my life right now. I'm glad you're with us. Everybody's watching online. Thank y'all. We're going to do Ghost Town. I guess it's um, Halloween and we're bringing in candy. That's my favorite uh, besides Christmas. I have a lot of favorites. I do. And uh, this COVID thing uh, has actually made me smarter, maybe. How about you? Are you feel smarter after everything that's happened? You're at home and, all right, and now you're tired of watching whatever on TV. Now you, go, or like you might be reading a book. Anybody? No? No books? Okay. Okay, we got books. Okay. Well, I, I'm, a, I'm an outer space guy. I like Star Wars. I like, uh, if I say Star Trek, I mean the first one. Okay, that tells you how old I am, right? The fir- I heard about it. How about that? I heard about the first one. Uh, so we're going to talk about, I'm going to show you some things that I like in just a minute. But we are going to do this looking for life and life, lifeless things. And I think we spend a lot of energy trying to satisfy and make things happy and make everybody happy and feel good about ourselves. And so God said a lot about that. And we're going to be talking about some of that as we walk through. But I want to make, see if you're how smart you are. We'll talk about that. But I've been watching Smithsonian. Is that Smithsonian Channel? Is that what you call it? Did I say that right? You have to pay for that. I didn't know that after you clicked it. You know how they do that? They don't tell you you got to pay for it. You just click and the next thing you know, it's showing up. Like, oh yeah, you got, you passed that free trial. I didn't even know we had anything. So I've been watching that. And what I, what I do is I like, I like outer space stuff. So I decided to watch Mars. You know, we went to Mars. You know, we went to Mars, not a person. Y'all, y'all know this? See, some of you don't know yet. Okay, let me tell you. We actually went to Mars. We sent a probe. Is that good? A rover. And um, they went to Mars and they brought back these incredible pictures. The reason we're there is we're trying to find life so that it will help you here. Does that sound right? I don't know how that's supposed to work, but what I think it is, people are trying to get out. Okay, so we said, if we can find life, we're just going to go to Mars, that kind of thing. So there's that one. Uh, that's the rover right there. That's the cool thing. It's amazing how much we know about outer space that we didn't know before. Aren't we smart? So I've been, I, I've been, I sat in a two hour documentary and I was just like, you know, I'm bored. Okay. Just throwing it out. Cause I have, I mean, I, I, there's no, what else can we do? You know, what I can't, I tell you what I did discover though, for all you fans out there have been asking about, I am racing. If you don't know what that is, do not worry about it. Uh, all the, all the smart people know. Okay. So I racing, I finished second at Daytona. I'll be racing today. Just throwing it out. Uh, but that's what I've been doing. And here's another one. I thought you might know this is the Milky Way. This is where you are. Okay. Did you know you were right there? How do we know that's the right spot? Have you ever thought about it? I mean, I could put it over here. Nobody, how do we know? How would we know what's the right spot? But I just, what, what I have been amazed with and watching this is kind of like how big this thing is, how big God is with all this. And then what really is amazing to me is he actually wants to fool with us. You ever thought about that? He actually cares. I mean, he does all this and then he cares about you 
and he cares about me. So I, so I thought we would do something instead of, we know so much more about the outer space. I thought we would try to look at the inner space because he had something to say about that. And I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if we understand what he was talking about. And what I do, and, and I love this part, is I'll read the Bible and I can read over stuff and just miss everything. Have you ever done that? I just, just read over it. And then, you, then there's this statement that's so out there that it can't be from here. It had to be from God to begin with. Somebody's thinking about something that we don't know about and we don't understand. And Jesus made a lot of those statements and we're gonna get to some of those in just a minute to let you know kind of where we are. Now, I don't know if you're happy, sad, or just glad to be where you are sitting down with no kids. I don't know what you are right now. And so, but God has, some, has a question and I'll just throw it out for you. Uh, is there anything you love more than God? Let's just, let's just start with that. Is there anything you love more than God? And if we were sitting down at the table having coffee and all of you would say to me, well, no, right? I mean, that's a good answer. Is there anything you love more than God? And you would say, no, that was what happened. So let's do this. You gotta give me permission though. We're not just gonna explore what's out here, but we really need to go in a little deeper and figure out where you are. And this is, and the reason I'm doing this is because of what God did and what Jesus said, because I think we miss something when it comes to how to satisfy life and be happy in life. And I think that's kind of what it is. Our thought is if we have more of something, uh, then it should make us happy. So the more we have, the more happy we'll be. But we have, we found out that's not really true. So we keep doing the same thing over and over, trying to get more of the same thing that didn't make us happy, but we think if we get more of it, it will make us happy. Does that make any sense, what I just said? So I kind of think that's how we are uh, as Americans, and we really, we move really fast, by the way. So uh, you gotta give me a little permission to kind of go inside and talk about what God really thinks about. And it's really about you, and you need to think about these things as what he would say. So we're not just exploring uh, the outer self, we're going on the inner self. And this, is, this, isn't, this is one of those verses that if you just like look at it and you just read over it, and if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. It's not talking about somebody told you a lie. I think sometimes we think, well, I know that's a lie, I know that's a lie. This is, this is much deeper, remember we're going deeper. This is, this is going to your soul and your inner space and what it's going to is that, am I really, do I really know the truth? Am I, I have no idea what that was. They're shooting from Mars right now. They're shooting from Mars. So trying to figure out, you know, when you go to this inner space, when you, you look at this, am I living out a lie? Because here's the problem. And, here's, and he talked about this. This is what you got to get. Here's the problem. Uh, the heart is deceitful above all things. What you may think you're doing is right, but it's not. And you've been deceived. And that's what he's saying. He said, if you'll know the truth and the truth, then you can be really be free if you understand what's happening. But I think sometimes we live out lies, I mean, not even knowing. And here's, here's, here's something else we'll throw in. Uh, it's some of these things you're doing is pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. You're not like bad people. Uh, it's just, you don't understand what he's trying to say. And that's what he's telling you here. So if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. And so we have all these things that we work, we work on. Now, let me say this. Do you love God more than anything else? 
He wants to be the one that you desire. Here's the key to this. Desire more than anybody, anything, anyone. And I'm not sure we're good at that. I'm not sure we're good at that. I think we're lied to a lot. I think more of this and more of that. That'll make me happy. This will make me happy. And we're just not sure what satisfies. And God's the one who wants to be the one who does that. Because that's the way you were created, by the way. But we love to fill our life with things that we think is going to work. And so he was wanting to know what you desire most. That's going to be the thought as we walk into this. So when you, when you look deep, we're going in. We're going to go in. Uh, what, do you, what are your thoughts? What are your feelings? Uh, let's ask this question. What do you think about and what do you talk about? There's a thought there. I, I think sometimes we think God's kind of like over here and we, we'll kind of bring him in when we need him. Is that way it feels? Like, okay, I'm doing pretty good. You know, I'm happy right now. And if I need you, I'll bring you in. So you're saying that other things are making you happy other than him. That's a thought, isn't it? This is what this is saying. So God's kind of sitting over here. So you're thinking about God right now because I'm talking about him. You might even have a feeling. There you go. Which feelings are really, well, they'll, they'll lie to you. Did you know? Your heart is crazy. It's crazy. And he's like, what? And then he said, the truth will set you free. He said, well, I'm not living out truth. You don't even know what you're living. We're going to find out. So this is the way it works. Your judgments, you may think you're right. Have you ever noticed in Facebook, everybody's right? I have not even, I'm, I didn't even know I was so wrong. I had no idea. And your hopes, beliefs, and your fears, could it possibly be that we're actually living out something that's not truth? And this is where the heart and the desires and God all come together because it is real possible that you're, the reason you're not happy is you're not, you're living out a lie with some of this stuff. And this is what he's trying to tell us. I'll tell you what uh, we did, and I would say we as a church, as a, as a church as a whole, is that we take a Christian, say you accept Jesus Christ, we take a Christian whose life has been changed and transformed, and then we tell you, tell you how to be religious. That's how it works. See, we, we, use, we use religion as a behavior modification for you. All of a sudden, you've accepted Jesus Christ, your life, your, and watch this, and your desires change. You remember when you, like, when you accepted Christ that you like loved people? You remember that one? And you wanted other people to know Jesus Christ? You were like, oh. and then they said, what do I do next? Well, you got to do this, this, and this, and don't do that, that, or that. And all of a sudden, the Christian life turned into a religion that says, don't act this way and only do this. And they had nothing, listen, people can do this and never know Jesus Christ. This is what this is about. This is, what, this is what Jesus faced in his day. This is what he was yelling about all the time. These people were so religious and they acted so religious, created their own culture of religion. It said, this is how, if you want to know, be like God, be like me. And Jesus said, I don't even know you. I don't even know you. And so this is kind of what happens. Have you ever been around religious people? Do you like them? Nobody's speaking right now. Religious people, uh, that's all I'm gonna say about it. We deal. And this is, this is the fight we had when we started Marathon because you can't do that. You can't wear blue jeans. Why we can't we do that? You can't bring drums in. You can't put a screen on the stage. That's the devil. I was told this. I'm like, what are you saying? 
I never understood half this stuff. So we use it as behavior modification. We worry about what y'all see, the outer space. This is what religion does. I'm worried about what you see and what you think. That's what I'm doing. And then I act out the part. What does a Christian do? Well, in my day, Christian got a suit, put on a tie, grabbed a Bible. Doesn't mean you had to read it. You just brought it. And you say, well, what was, what, what is, this is totally different than what Jesus Christ was trying to tell us. When you go Old Testament, New Testament, this is totally opposite of what Jesus Christ told us. And so this, this is what you have to know about what he did, okay? Look at this. He did not come, Jesus did not come to edit our behavior, but to transform our hearts. Does everybody understand? Does that mean I have to be good all the time for God to love me? No. I don't. Let me, let me give you an example. Let's do David, okay? The King David, who was a total mess and disaster. He needed to be on medication of all people. And then God says something very strange that you don't pick up on, that David is a man after God's own heart. Now that is strange. Do you mean to tell me I can be a disaster and God love me? Absolutely. What do you see? He's looking for something though. He's looking for your desire, what you really want. He created everything, did everything to get to you and he wants you to want him above all things. David could not keep his life in order. He was always screwing up, but above all things, he loved God and God was his desire. And I'll show you a verse. He said, I even, I thirst for you. I hunger for you. That's what God's looking for. And what I'm saying to you, I think we might have messed up. There's a possibility that our heart is lying to us and we haven't figured it out yet. That you keep trying to make yourself happy or satisfied through all kinds of things. And you're still, not, you're still not there. A transformed heart will alter behavior without religion. I have seen this over and over. Here, let me say what I know from 23 years at Marathon. If you have never been to church, you will do better when you meet Jesus. Does everybody understand? Do you understand what I just said? Because you don't have all the religious stuff that goes with that. Most people are thinking, I gotta, do, I gotta do better. I gotta clean myself up. I gotta, before I can come to God. No, I just need straight center. I, mean, I just want a straight, I, well, I, the worst, listen, the worst of the worst, the grace is amazing what God does. And don't put any religion on these Christians. Like, listen, the heart changes, the desires change and the behavior changes because I don't want those things. I want what God wants. This is what he's trying to say. A transformed heart doesn't need religion. It doesn't need it. His desires and everything had changed. So we have to remember that. Is there anything you love more than God? You may go over a couple of things. I'm gonna show you something in a minute. Uh, do you love your house more than God? Or are you saying, come get it now? Your car, you love your children more than God? This is so, oh, this is rough. You love your spouse more than God? You love money more than God? We'll just, we'll just go through the list. Success, and I'm gonna give you the, the list of what people love in America in just a minute, and we'll see how we fall into that. So right now, I got your attention, and we're going deep. We're going inside there. We're gonna go deeper than sin. I'm not talking about if you've been good or bad. Is everybody okay with right now? 
I can tell you right now, most of you are bad, bad. All of you probably have at some point this week, some worse than others. Some is like an everyday thing. And then the others is just once a week. But you've been there. So we're gonna go deeper than the good and the bad and the ugly, the sin part. We're gonna go deeper than your behavior. Did you behave like a Christian this week? Oh, aren't you glad we, <laughs> aren't you glad God doesn't judge us on all of this stuff? He, he's looking for something though. He's looking for a desire. He's looking. And we're gonna go to the soul level of who you are. That's where we're going. He says, do you love anything more than me? Um, now, most of you will never get this because you don't understand yet, but I'm gonna help you. Idolatry uh, is a worship of idols. And, you would, and already you're feeling better because you're not worshiping a tree, are you? You don't have anything in your house that you like you worship, do you? Do, do you really, try turning the TV off and see what happens. I'm, I'm, not, I'm just saying, is there a possibility that there is a worship going on that you don't know about? And the Bible says, if you love anything more than God and desire anything more than Him, it's called idol worship. Extreme admiration, love, or reverence for something or someone. He, this happened in the Old Testament. Let me tell you how serious this is, really, with Him. It's the first commandment. If you notice that, it's like, He, didn't, he, didn't, he said, don't have any other gods before me. Don't have any, don't love anything more than me. Don't you do it. The children of Israel paid a price for that all the time. They could never keep their life in order. They were always desiring. It's not so much about how many sins they commit or how many people they didn't like or how many people they killed. Did you notice it was all about the desire? Did you notice that's what happened? They loved something else. Moses goes and gets the 10 commandments. They come down, they're building idols. And then what does God do? You know, he's always having to blow something up for them. And you'll see this in a minute. He got really irritated. Do you believe that God would get irritated over somebody loving something more than him? Is it possible? Now that's not you. You don't love anything more than God, right? No, I don't think we'll find out. So we'll have to see. You were created by, by God with a soul space. There's a little space in here. Okay, an impotence inside that only he can feel. The problem with the soul face is that you're not happy. Here's what happens. You're not content. You're not satisfied. And that soul space is, only belongs to God, but you move him out. And you think something else will make you happy, will make you satisfied. So we move in what? Where the, I don't know, let's just do America. We move in success. If I'm more successful, I'll be happy. You have to have more of that, you know. You have to have more. Whether it be money, gotta have more. Will relationships do that? Is it possible that we can move a relationship in this soul space and love them more than we love God? Is it possible? Absolutely. Some of these things aren't bad. They're just in the wrong place, but you don't know they're in the wrong place because your heart's been lying to you the whole time and you think you're happy. That's why, but why aren't we happy? Because the soul space is only for him. This is why he's mad at Israelites. This is why he talked about in the New Testament, Old Testament. He said, I've got to be number one in your life above all things. And I don't know if he is and can we actually do this? That's gonna be the question as we go through. Can we actually do what he said? So we know that this thing, now you have to look at what you think about and what you talk about right now. You're trying to fill it with something. I don't know what that would be. 
You know, I have no idea. You're going to have to figure that out. So let me give you an example of something in the culture that would help you. Because I think when you hear idol worship, you don't think that you're doing idol worship. See, in, in uh, India, Hinduism is the number one religion, okay? So here's what happens to them. They have around 800 gods that they worship. So let's, let me just take one of them. Let's just take a tree of fertility. Would you like that? So we, the girls come in and they buy a red ribbon and they walk down and they tie the red ribbon on the dead tree. So by doing that, now you have to pay for everything. You know that, right? It's gonna cost you something. So you go in and tie a red ribbon on the tree. And when you leave, what that means, that God is satisfied and you're going to have children. Has everybody got that? So that's, that's the tree. And then there's something else for money and there's something else for water. There's something else for, you know, so you don't think <laughs> that you, I don't see you worshiping a tree, right? But there's something else uh, with us in America, the culture, it's, it's inside. It's not outside, it's inside what we worship and what we love and what we talk about and what we think about. All those things are in there. I had a guy, well, uh, I got time to tell you this. Two weeks ago, I had a salesman wanting to sell me something. Okay, and I'm a salesman, so I know all the sales stuff. So he goes into the stories and tell me how wonderful everything is and the product is and everything. He keeps going on. He begins to tell me how much he loves what he's doing and how many hours he puts into it. So I'm just, I'm paying attention. So he says, I work from eight to eight every day, Monday through Saturday. Now, just listen to what I'm saying. But before he said that, he told me he lived on a golf course. And I said, well, do you play golf? He says, no, I don't have time. Are you following what I'm saying here? So all of a sudden he gets a phone call. I'm, I'm sitting right there. A phone call comes in and it's his wife. His wife is in North Carolina and she's at her father's funeral and he wouldn't go because he had clients. So you tell me what he loves. You see what just happened there? No, he can talk God all day. He did. He found out I was a pastor. It's amazing what happens. You find out I'm a pastor where the God comes in from everywhere. It's just amazing. The cussing stops and the story starts. You know, I'm just amazed at the whole thing. So he was all spiritual. And I said, but you don't have a family. You can't even go to a funeral because you love this more than you love them. And that's the question that God is asking. What do you love more than him? Now, Jesus has something to say about it, which is outer space saying from heaven, you would not think it would happen or he would even say it. We'll get there with that. But I thought we would do something in this culture void. I'm gonna let you look at this. I'll go through this and you try to figure it out. Uh, these are the things we love in America. This is the top. Money, success, attractiveness. I never would have thought that was in there. There's a lot of money, a lot of money spent on makeup and whatever. I'll let y'all figure the rest of it out. Uh, relationships, pleasure, or religion. This is, this is how we line up, okay? This is what we love. So I'm gonna ask the questions and you try to figure it out. Which one of these do I find myself thinking about the most? What do you think about the most? Money, success, attractiveness. What is it? Pleasure, religion. What do you think about the most? I come and go with, I'll think about golf a lot because I like golf, but it's not over God. 
See, this is what we got to be careful of. There's, that, that space is his, so you have to be careful. So what do you think about the most? Which one of these do I fear losing or feel like life might not be worth living if I didn't have it? Which one, which one, would, which one would you, if you lost it, you would say, that's it, life's over. I have people say this stuff all the time. If I lost my house, I lost my job, I lost this, I lost that. They just go on and go on. It's over, it's over. So which one do you fear losing? This is what, these are the desires of your heart is what they're saying. This is what you want the most. This is what they're asking. Which one of these idols, and this is what we call it that, must give you a sense of identity. Which one says, this is who I am. If I'm doing your funeral, what am I gonna say about you? What am I gonna say? They had a lot of money. They live for their business. They live for this. They live for their family. Is that a bad thing? So wait a minute, wait a minute. Some of this is not a bad thing. It's just in the wrong place. I keep telling you that. So which one do you relate to? Pleasure, relationships, which one? Uh, number four, which one of these I most look to to make me feel secure? Which one of these make you feel like everything's gonna be okay? Which one is it? Is it money, success, attractive? I'll look at all that. Which one? Everybody is going to be different. And what I'm doing is I'm making you pull the lie out. So let's don't get in a hurry. Let's make sure we understand what we're doing. I'm making you, you, you can't say, I love God more than anything else. Is that true? Or have you been lied to? That's what we're asking. That's what these are asking. Which one of these I most want to be known for? Which one would you like to say, this is what I'm known for? I am known for being beautiful. Maybe not. I am known for having money. I am known for being successful. Am I, am I known for loving God? What am I known for? This is what this will be. Which one of these do my efforts tend to revolve around the most? Where do you spend most of your time? Where do you spend most of your time? And what are you thinking about? And where do you spend your money? That's what you actually love. Did y'all know that? Even Jesus said all this, where you spend your thoughts, your time and your money, that's what you love more than all things. So the desire of the heart is what we're looking at. Is this what, you know, do we really love the things of God? And he's not even asking that. He's asking, do you love me more than all things? Do you love me more than all things? That's the question. Look at this. You can take a good thing and it becomes the ultimate thing. So what happened to that salesman? It was a good thing, a good product, what he has, but it became everything in his life. Then it became the idle thing where I can't even go to a funeral with my wife. And then it became a destructive thing. I'll tell you this, he won't make it. Something's gonna give because he'll never satisfy. He's gotta have more, gotta have more, had to have more. It's gonna take more time. He's gonna lose his family. It's not gonna make it. I'm like, why would you be married to a guy you see a half a day on Sunday? And then I'm trying to figure out where the God thing is he keeps talking about. I'm just asking some hard questions and I wanna make sure you're understanding that this thing can be destructive, even a good thing. Is it possible you could love somebody more than you love God? Is it possibly codependent on somebody? If you die, it's over, I'm out. 
I'm just asking some of the good things could be in the wrong place. And where does God fit in this heart thing with you and in your life? That's what I'm asking. This is what he said to the Israelites. You'll, you'll like this. Here's what he said. Uh, tell them this is what the sovereign Lord says. The people of Israel have set up idols in their hearts. You will just read, you, you would think idols were set up like, like golden idols and trees, right? But he was saying, no, you, you, this, is, this is what I'm talking to you about. You have set this up in your heart. You love something more than me and you live it and fall into sin. And they go to a prophet asking for a message. So you can hear this. So I, the Lord, will give them the kind of answer their great idolatry deserves. I will give you the answer and it will not be pretty because you have chosen me over something else. The children of Israel always chose something else over him and they got in trouble for it over and over again. We're lucky that God was in charge because Jesus Christ had to get to Bethlehem so you and I can know Jesus Christ so our life can change, so our heart can be transformed so we can have the desires of God and not the desires of America. It's a different thought. It is a different thought. It is a different place. And he keeps asking, do you really love me? When was the last time you thought about me? When's the last time you prayed? When's the last time you, you gave money to what I love? That's what he would ask. Do you really? If you, if you lost everything and all you had was God, here's the question. Is it enough? Is it enough? That's what he's looking for. Because all the other things will, will work. You have God and you desire him more than anything else. It says money, all that, everything else works. But he will not be replaced he will not be replaced. Here's what David said. Oh God, this is, um, David said a bunch of, oh God, because he was messed up, you know. So, oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. This is, this is why he, was, he said the man after God's own heart. This is what God understood about David. He said, my soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. That's Psalm 63, one. He said, this is how I feel about you. I mean, I'm like, I have, I can't, I, my water is you. My thirst is you. This is what he's trying to say and what he's asking us. What's your thirst? You know, what's your thirst? We are wired for God and nothing else. Everybody got that? We're wired for God and nothing else. I'm gonna stop right there. I have some more, but I thought I'd wait. We'll do that next week. He doesn't like anything else in that space. Nothing else in that space. Let's say the, our eyes are the windows to the soul. Actually, Shakespeare said that. <laughs> he got that from the Bible, by the way. But I'm saying, when you look in someone's eyes, what do you see? Do you see a ghost town or do you see something else? Do you see happy and alive and excited about life? What do you see? When you look in the mirror, what do you see? This is what God has been asking us. What do we love the most? What do we love? And don't let your heart lie to you. He desires to be number one. Y'all stand with me, if you would. So this is just the beginning of Ghost Town. We're gonna do some more fun next week. If you thought that was fun, I just called out some things in your life that you might all think about. A transformed life doesn't desire anything but him. 
And I know you live in a world that has everything, but he wants to be the everything. That's what he wants. That's what he wants. So I want to do this. I want to pray for you. I'm going to ask those who want to accept Jesus Christ because without a transformed heart, you'll just end up in religion or nothing at all. But it's the heart that transforms. That's what Jesus came for. So let's, let's pray together. Father, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for the people that are hearing this all over the world. I pray, Father, that we will come to the realization of what we really love and what we really desire. And we know that you need to be number one in our life in all the things that we do and say. So help us to figure that out as we move forward in this ghost town. And this morning, for those of you who want to accept Jesus Christ, I don't know if you're a religious person or not. I don't have no idea, but I know without a transformed heart, nothing else will work. If you want to accept Jesus Christ, pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I ask that you come into my life. I ask you to change me. Make me a new person. I want to follow you. I ask that you forgive me of my sin. Forgive me for not following you sooner. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose from the dead. Thank you for hearing my prayer and changing my life forever. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now we have people everywhere watching this and some of them have just accepted Christ. So I'm telling you, it's the heart that he's looking for. That's what he wants. Listen to this. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure you let us know by connecting with us online at marathonchurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us at marathonchurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thank you for listening to Marathon Church Podcast.